Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Colts Coffee and Conversation. My name is Carl. And I'm Holly. I'd like to welcome to another wonderful edition of Colts Coffee and Conversation. How are you doing, Holly? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing beautiful. Losing my mind in this quarantine like everybody else is. Alrighty, well... How you? Hope you guys are enjoying uh, the synanon. Synanon. We hope we hope you guys are enjoying it during this time of crisis, or lack thereof. I want to say thanks again for you guys listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you for listening throughout the entire duration. Yes, that's very important to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now Carl doesn't really mind. Nah, I, I, you guys are. I, I'm, I'm one of those. Uh, people who hey they're listening to it the numbers are there great but we always want to get more always want to get more love to hear from you guys as well because it looks like we're at the 80 percentile yes so mostly 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 80 percentile i love it thank you so much all the way through all the way through baby yes that means someone really bored which is a possibility or they actually really like what we're saying i'm hoping or a combination of both either or okay so uh, before we get into our cults and our coffee and our conversation once again reach out to us let us know how you think how you feel what any ideas that would be fun as well on the facebook page we have our colts coffee and conversation we have our instagram at colts coffee convo and then of course our twitter machine at colts coffee con one that is colts coffee con one and of course the old good standby of the colts coffee convo at gmail.com which is our email address and there's also one other thing that you can do as well holly take it away you can make a voice memo on your smartphone and push it off to cults coffee convo at gmail.com beautiful so holly what are you drinking what am i drinking well um since we're still under our um shelter in place no shelter at home <laughs> <laughs> it's um, our semi-martial law i'm just kidding nah, we can actually go around the neighborhood but uh, guess what nothing's open no, unless you want to wait in a line outside forever, the store around the corner and down the street. Mm, sounds fun. It is. Basically, I'm having my home brew with my typical creamer, which is the what is it? It is the ice cream stuff. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those nice, uh, flavorful creamers. It's like have a little uh, coffee with your cream. Oh, one of those things. Yes. Mmm. How did I, I'm having ma- Major Dickinson's blend, which I like to drink black, actually. But uh, we did get uh, get uh, some new creamer. It's actually straight creamer. There's no flavor. Oh, oh no, it's vanilla. It's vanilla. I'm sorry. Oh. It's a vanilla creamer. It's uh, I'm trying to remember, like, the milk is, like, quadruple pasteurized. Oh, that's pretty good stuff. Yes. Well, they also make coffee creamer now, too. Oh, really? So I bought it. I was like, well, the milk is fantastic. Let's give this a shot. Normally, uh, I'll add a little bit of it if I'm in the mood, but uh, Major Dickens, Major Pete Dickinson's? No, Major Dickinson's blend. Mm. I like it black. It's really, 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 really good. Yes, because it's not Colt's Creamer in conversation. No, it is not. It is Colt's Coffee in conversation. All right, we're done with our coffee. Now let's get to our conversation about the Colt. Okay. Are you ready, Holly? I am ready. Let's get okay, into so it. Okay, so we're this is we just ended with a second version of Synanon. As you can say, this is one of the rare cults that literally goes from transition to transition in 
a turn of a dime, as they say. Oh, yeah, because the head guy. Uh, uh, yes, Mr. Dietrich. Dietrich. Uh, anyway, so this is his third uh, version of the Synanon, which is the Church of Synanon. Now, the turn was in the 70s. Now, juveniles in the 70s were often sent to Synanon by juvenile agencies or by court on juvenile officers' recommendation. Now, Synanon wanted kids to try to keep their tax-free status and place them in a militaristic, quote-unquote, punk squad. Now, this is a forerunner of the uh, Scared Straight and the other failed camp programs at the time. Now, as these juveniles did not want to be there, Synanon's methods failed. Now, the violence was then permitted upon them, breaking the first time Synanon's non-violent rule. Now, the children were struck across the face, knocked down, otherwise pushed to the ground, and then got gamed. Okay, so that's that game where they're uh, tearing you down verbally, right? Yes, that is correct. Now, soon the okay on violence would spread to splitties. Now, this is the, these are the, quote, for uh, suspected thieves and perceived spies and enemies. Yeah, splitties are the ones that left. Yes. And now Dietrich would often say Synanon was an experimental, quote-unquote experimental society, or as he put it, quote, an ever-changing group with ever-changing goals, thrusts, directions, and so on, end quote. After Dietrich moved to Marine County, he started wearing overalls. Hmm. The trend spread until the attire was all but mandatory. When Dietrich quit the three-pack-a-day habit in 1970, he declared that everyone else should quit too, a decision that had financial benefits since Synanon had been spending $250,000 a year on cigarettes. Yeah, because uh, basically all they had was coffee and cigarettes. You know, the whole thing with drug addicts that's basically what they get to hang on to ah, and sugar yes now Dietrich was ahead of his time in ordering uh, aerobics running diets and non-smoking all such quote-unquote notions Dietrich declared were also a quote-unquote squeeze to get the rotten fruit out of synanon which is those who would not obey now the beginning of the 1970s women were required to shave their heads now, also men did the same, and bib overalls became the uniform. Okay, so now he's tightening up his grip yes. on uh, their appearance and uh, what goes in and out of their body. Control. Yes. Now, on remote properties in California, such as Tomales Bay and Marin County and Badger Tulare County, the organization built an unpermitted buildings. Uh, also, they had a trash dump and an airstrip. I had an airstrip once. Yes, it was beautiful. I used to fly in and fly out all the day long, and I loved it. Sheila, did you get this idea? Where are you, Sheila? She is not here. Shut up, Bogwan. We're talking. Sorry. <laughs> okay, now in the beginning of 1974, the authorities began to question Synanon's promises and practices. Now, the concept of quote-unquote lifetime rehabilitation did not agree with the therapeutic norms, and eventually in 1977, health department discovered the group was running an unauthorized medical clinic and taking in people with medical needs. Synanon had no license to treat. Now, here's another thing that comes up with the tax issues. Hmm... In response to these accusations, Dietrich declared 1974 that Synanon 
was a tax-exempt religious organization. Hence, quote, the Church of Synanon, end quote. Now, there was a memo declaring it a religion asked a question that didn't even need to be answered. Who will be God? Holly, who will be God? I believe Dietrich is going to be God. You are absolutely correct. Now, he, Dietrich, declared no more children. That sounds familiar. Uh, as they had taken time away from synodon goals. Mm. Males were forced into games to have bisectomies performed by synodon doctors, and a few pregnant women were required to have an abortion. Yeah, so on the game, when they played the game, Mm -hmm. they would do that against the males, and they would bully them into having the vasectomies, and they would have a doctor in the next room ready to go. Snip, snip. Mm. Mm. One was four months pregnant. Childbirth, said Dietrich, was no more important than squeezing it out like a football. He didn't know anything of what he was talking about. Well, you know, what other groups kind of had this type of uh, control? There is Heaven's Gate was the vasectomies. Yes, yes. And, of course, children. Well, also Scientology. We didn't do Scientology, but they do not. It's been covered. Yeah, I know, but I mean as far as children go. Yes. the people in the Sea Org, they don't have children. No babies. Now, Dietrich and his wife sat on thrones and often wore robes. How many times <laughs> have we seen this coming? Jeez. Holy I, hell. <laughs> I had a throne. Quiet, Bhagwan. We're talking. Saudi, Saudi, Saudi. Yeah, so did uh, Andres. Ah, uh, yes, Andres. Or Michelle. Or what? 15, the man with 15 names. Yes. Yes. Ugh, that guy makes me. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, continuing on. Dietrich declared that. He moved to the home place in Badger. He did not want any ex-dope fiends around him. In 1977, when Dietrich's wife Betty died, he married a volunteer to be his wife and decided to save others from the pain and death or divorce by ordering all married couples to break up every three years to take on new partners selected by Synanon, also known as Love matches. Okay, so now he's saying, oh, no more dope fiends? No more dope fiends. Okay, so he's done with that. Yes. Just like he was done with he the alcohol. He squeezed the juice. <laughs> out of them. Yes. Okay, and so now he took a volunteer to be his wife. Is that how that goes? I guess. <laughs> I'll volunteer to be your wife. Right. Power. You can get to wear a robe. Yeah, that's true. You and know, you got your own throne. And all the married couples break up every three years. Now, do you think he actually was in was part of those rules? Who? Dietrich. Yes, he ordered him. He, I'm talking. Did he follow his own rules? We've noticed that a lot of these oh, I religious see. leaders true. make the rules, but they don't follow them at all. They actually break them. I'm not sure if he did the three year rule on his own marriage. Unless someone new came in. Maybe, but he always had an out, didn't he? Yes, he did. Why? Because he's God. That is correct. You don't oh. question God. Nope, you do not. Why would God need a starship, Holly? <laughs> 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 Some believe uh, Betty's death unleashed Dietrich's fury, uh, yet the Imperial Marines, cute, were named officially Her Majesty's Imperial Marines, end quote, and she's often at their training and spoke of a militant synonym. Fun. Hmm. Who else did a militarial type thing? Well, we had the Aum Shenrikyo. Excuse me, I also had an army. Quiet, Bhagwan. They Sit did. down. They had yes. all the militia, didn't they, with all those guns? At, yes, um, they did. 
at the ranch there in Oregon. Yes, they did. Dot, Bhagwan, we know. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. So now the first phase of Synanon was about curing addiction. Now the second phase was about creating a utopian community for the middle class. And now the third phase was all about making money. Now Synanon adopted the slogan, the people business, quote, end quote. By the end of 1976, it had assets worth up to $22 million. That's nice. And an $8 million in annual revenue coming the largely from its cash contributions from quote-unquote squares. Synanon owned 5,500 acres of property, including, most importantly, the six-story Del Mar Club in Santa Monica, a cluster nearby of apartment buildings, three large compounds in Marin County, and others in Badger and also in, in Badger, California, which also had an airstrip, which we know, aha, beat this, Bhagwan. He had a fleet of 200 cars. I had 100 Rolls Royces. Yeah, but he had 200 cars. And 200, I'm sorry, 400 motorcycles, 62 freight trucks, 20 boats, and also 12 airplanes, along with 1 million invested in the stock market. Yeah, that's right. Beat that one. Now, in 1977, Dietrich was drawing an annual salary of $100,000, which is $400,000 in today's money, and received a $500,000 pre-retirement bonus. So basically, that would be, let's see, if $100,000 is $400,000 in today's money, that $500,000 would be, what, two point? A couple, over a couple million dollars. A couple million bucks. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have that in my pre-retirement. Oh, and also... You know what else he owned? What else did he own? He owned a mortgage company. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. And a member donated his mortgage company to him. Oh, I want to live that <laughs> life. Just collect a check? Sounds nice to yes. me. Okay, so there was one rule. Synanon's one rule. What was their one rule? Don't cross Charles Dietrich. Wait a minute. That's it? That's the new rule? That's it. In the church of... Synanon. Ah. Don't cross Charles Dietrich. Oh, that, that, that sounds holy. Mm. When the San Francisco Examiner called Synanon the racket of the century, it is. the organization sued, forcing the Hearst-run newspaper to pay $600,000 and run a front-page apology. Wow. Synanon later sued a local ABC station, which settled in Time magazine, which called Synanon a kooky cult, in 1977 story, the reporters were threatened. Time's editor-in-chief was stopped outside of his apartment by two men with shaved heads who told him, we're going to ruin your life. That sounds like the Ashram Rikyo. Little bit. Little bit. Little bit. Just a little bit. Little bit. Let's talk about some of the criminal behavior. Please. I think we've already heard some of the criminal Let's behavior. Let's go over it again just in case for so theatrical here, purposes. Yeah, these are other cases. On March 20th in 1978, a former member of Synanon, Tarm Cardinu, was severely beaten for being an alleged spy while tied to a post during his honeymoon when he took his bride to show her where he had once lived on the Walker Creek Ranch. So Pause. Okay. First of all, what kind of honeymoon is that? No, no. Okay, so they were probably in the area. It, if it was 
I'm not sure where Walker Creek is, but it's always in the wine country areas in Northern California. And he was thinking, oh, you know, this is where I used to go. There's places we always go and we look, we used to live there. This used to happen here. But what? But this was in 1978. Yes. Before it became, well, they were already militant in what, 74? Yes. So this, but I don't know when he, okay, you're grasping at details. Yeah, I'm grasping at details. I don't know. I know. I'm just, I'm creating the conversation. Ron Edison, after a road skirmish and refusing Dr. Robson's demand for an apology, was pistol-whipped and hospitalized while shotguns were held on his watching family. He and his family were represented by Paul Morantz and Ed Martin in a civil suit. Now, I hope they shelled out a bunch of the money. Dr. Rob Robson is the head of the Imperial Marines. Yes. Okay, which is their militant group. Yes. Many young teenagers who got too close to Synanon property were beaten brutally by Synanon mobs. Teeth were knocked out. Believed trespassers were taken into the basements of the Santa Monica Del Mar building and worked over on directions of Dr. Robson. Synanon evicted by tossing people and belongings out of apartments, even off a roof. That sounds lovely. Hmm. Uh, it's just kind of crazy that... This is going on, and they're teenagers, and they're young teenagers. What, where, where was the police? It's the 70s. In Santa Monica, right? But probably because since they already lost the battle for mm -hmm. that thing, they're like, we, we can't do anything That's about right. it. So, so there's a sense of, uh, sense of uh, uh, control over the entire city. Yes, they and they were the largest landholder in Santa Monica. And remember, they tried to open up that beach, mm -hmm. and then... Yeah, that's because people are getting beat up, but they figure, well, you're not going to go on our beach. Anyway, it's Beautiful. not their beach. Yes. Dan Garrett ordered a kidnapping and then changed the order to beating the person on the spot. Beautiful. So Synanon lawyer Howard Garfield ordered Marine head Dr. Douglas Robson, who we talked about, yes. to collect all Synanon memos describing their violence and transfer them to legal departments so attorney-client privilege would attach. Robson wrote back the mission was accomplished, but in fact, Robson had failed, and the violence memos, including the Garfield-Robson letters, were scattered in the Synanon San Francisco warehouse. The warehouse was opened for the law firm of Lilick, Nechus, and Charles to avoid discovery sanctions, who then found them. So he didn't go through with protecting the attorney-client privilege, which worked out in the end. Hmm. Beautiful. Okay. So there you go. Uh, Alrighty, that's uh, part three. Of Synanon. Of Synanon. So it's kind of getting, it's ramping up pretty violent. Yes. Number one. Yes. Number two, they have a lot of money. Tons. They have a lot of influence. Oodles. And he's also very controlling of those within it, within Synanon. Yes. Okay. So it's kind of an interesting Going down to the dark path. Yes. So much for Narcotics Anonymous. So much for AA. Right. They're just stepping stones to the ultimate goal of having all this power and money. Beautiful. All righty. Well, okay. That's pretty much it, guys. Once again, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, thank you for letting us know how you feel. Uh, we do appreciate your time. Because time is the only thing that you can't get back. Right, Holly? Yes, that's true. All right, and on that note, good night, Holly. Good night, Holly.